This is Alan Lazard, a.k.a. the Lizard King, a.k.a. the Komodo Dragon from the Green Bay Packers, and you're listening to Top Shelf Fantasy Podcast. Top Shelf Fantasy. All right there, people. Free agency is here, and a lot of shit has happened in... It's been four days? Yeah. Yeah, so it's... Yeah, kind of. We're recording this on a Thursday. You'll hear this on Friday, tomorrow. Um, it's March 16, 2023. Um, Alan Lazard intro. We might have to get that changed. We'll talk about how he's not with the Packers anymore. Um, so I'm not sure how much he's going to cost now if you want a new one from him. But... He got paid pretty good, so he might take a little discount for, from us. But uh, TopShelfFantasy.com, uh, head over there. We got the Same Faces, New Places article uh, up and running. It's it's up to date as of now. Um, me and Dows have been in there the last couple of days, just making sure we got everything in there. Um, Dows has a mock draft up there that is now outdated. Uh, because, so outdated. Because the Panthers now have the first pick. So right. Dows, get back on that. Yeah, I'm working on it. I'm going to wait for free agency to settle a little bit before I bother hopping into the new version. That's um, just Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it didn't seem like... If I pumped one out, you know, yesterday, all the signings today would change how that looks. So we'll mm-hmm. wait. Maybe maybe next week. It'll be a better time to do it. Yep. Um, and Derek, thank you for joining us tonight. I know you're excited to talk about football. As always. Thanks, he's, boys. He's a big football guy. Football <laughs> guy. Try to be. Good talker of the football. <laughs> yeah, great talker of the football. Amazing. <laughs> X player of the football, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Like, I feel like if you're an X player, you're just always like a football guy. Like, if you ever played football consistently for any stretch of your childhood, you just have, you don't ever let it go. Yeah, you can't. Also, our society with fancy football basically doesn't allow you to if you want to be friends with guys for a long, long it's time. so true. <laughs> I feel like, like half my friendships are definitely based of fancy football. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. I, I would have talked to you guys any day of the week. <laughs> I only maintain the friendliness so I can get trades <laughs> yeah. with you guys at some point in the future. Then in the offseason, like, oh wow, I can't stand that guy, but I get a month away. <laughs> All right, we'll get right right into some news uh, before we go into some players that stayed in the same teams, uh, some players that moved, and some players that are still out there. All right, Eagles are actually keeping Darius Slay. Uh, that was a clusterfuck. Um, they said, hey, you're too expensive. You're out of here. And I think I went to bed and I woke up and Dallas is like, dude, he's staying. I'm like, what? It's like 24 <laughs> yeah. million bucks a year. It's strange. Like, it just seems like nobody knew what was going on. I don't know if the Eagles maybe thought they were going to be in on somebody that got signed. I don't know who it would have been, like a Patrick Peterson type guy. I, I really don't know who was going to replace Darius Slay, because Pat Peterson hasn't been that guy for a long time. But uh, whatever it was, they came to some sort of terms and agreement, and they're ha- I guess Darius Slay seems happy to be back there. So uh, there, maybe yeah, there's there's a I would assume a ton of teams after Darius Slay, like once they found that out, and maybe the Eagles saw how much attention he was getting, and Slay's agent was able to leverage that. I don't know, but. Um, especially because they brought bad Bradbury back too. So like 
at least the the Eagles are loaded on both corners going back into next year. Yeah, they're going to need it because they've lost both of their – well, they lost one safety and the other one is a big question mark still. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, CJ yeah, uh, Gardner-Johnson is probably Gardner-Johnson. going – yeah, probably going somewhere. Um, yeah. I don't know where, but it could be any – really, I, I don't know, half the teams, maybe three-quarters of the teams in the league could use his services, so we'll see. Yeah, I, that I think – Gardner Johnson is a guy that like almost any team with a good defensive coordinator could just put on the field and figure out a spot for him. I think he's really good. Yeah. I, I wonder if it's somewhat kind of impacted by the safety deals that have been signed, like Von Bell and um, Jesse Bates didn't necessarily break the bank with their numbers. So maybe he's asking for more. He's only 25 years old. Maybe he yeah. thinks he commands a little bit more. So he's hanging around out there. I'm not sure this is um, purely conjecture, but it would at least make sense to me because I, I expected him to get like a four year, like forty eight million to fifty five million dollar type deal, and I just haven't seen that for a safety yet. So right. it could be something like that. Yep, I think that's smart. All right, and more defensive news: Miles Jack released by the Steelers, his second team in two years. He's been cut by. Yeah, cut by the Jags last year, Steelers this year. Um, I mean, just based off the name, I just picture Jack being as one of the better defensive players in the league. But I'm not really sure how he did last year. I think that he now more is like a role player, like second and long, third down type type of guy. And I think that I think a guy like Miles Jack, where he's like a role player in a defensive like uh, shuffle, like teams might want to see what they can do in the draft before they come and bring him in. So I mean, I, we could still see him sign, but he's a package guy. He's not an every down. You know, outside linebacker, mm-hmm. he's just not. He's like a guy that I would picture Bill Belichick to go after, kind of like a veteran with a little bit left in the tank. Not High really that capital. much. Yep, exactly. Yeah, you get him right after the draft. It's like, hey, you're going to be cheaper now. No one exactly. Pay, no one yeah. signed you, which is true. Yeah, there's still a ton of talent out there. So, yeah, there's and, so much. and you're going to see a lot after the draft, too, with yeah. a lot of these guys because, I mean, talk about like people that we'll get there but like Leonard Fournette like he he's a guy that wait till the draft is over all that stuff and then he'll sign with the team yeah yeah I can see that but all right uh moving forward uh no charges with uh will be brought against Joe Mixon and the incident involving a child catching a bullet I was like <laughs> did you, did you I saw you reading and I was like please don't read this oh, I, should, I wrote it I should have read it before he even said it <laughs> the child was unfortunately <laughs> struck by a stray bullet um Joe Mixon will not receive Jesus. any charges um the kid's fine he got shot in the leg he's fine but um apparently yeah, he's fine <laughs> whether it did or did not come from Joe Mixon's house it seems like the district attorney or whoever is in charge of levying charges is not pursuing anything against Joe Mixon so uh, huge bullet dodged for Joe Mixon, not the kid, but the upswing is this kid is just, or this Joe Mixon is, the, I don't even know, like wrong place, wrong time, 15 times now, and just keeps skating by with nothing happening. I don't know how far that horseshoe is wedged up inside him, but it's, it's uh, crazy. I mean, it's, it, it's it, not. This kind of reminds me of, the, of Aaron Hernandez, like Back back in the day, when it's like, oh my god, can you, can you believe a body was found like near his house? Like poor Hernandez, like this, like can you believe a bullet was found next to Joe Mixon's house? Poor Mixon, it's yeah. like he yeah. probably did it. 
Right? Yeah, I can't <laughs> believe that bullet was found in that kid's leg right next to Joe Mixon's house. It definitely wasn't Joe Mixon, though. We yeah. probably shouldn't investigate. Yeah. <laughs> so one thing I did say right off the bat, and I, I think it holds some some water, is he lives in like a ritzy, gated community. So there's a very good chance that the neighbor who called this in just doesn't want Joe Mixon there, and something went wrong. He was like, "Time to pin this on Joe." And I don't, I don't, I don't mean to make a huge like case out of it, but it's sometimes the way of the world in these uh, ritzy ass communities. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank God for the Bengals. That could that could have been very sticky. Yeah. Um, a few top players uh, looking for trades: Austin Eckler and Delvin Cook. Uh, permission to seek trades from their teams. Uh, Eckler and the Chargers didn't can't work on a contract. Uh, I know he wants to get paid. Um, probably like he should. I mean, he took a huge hometown discount the last four years of the team. I think he's top six million bucks and what, a year. Was like their best offensive weapon last year. Yeah, like, I mean, the last two years he was RB one in fantasy. Maybe he was RB two two years ago. Set the um, pace, moved the chains. Did it? Did a yeah. lot for that offense. And the thing with like, I like, I see both sides. Both Eckler, it's like you're a team on paper. That's one of the best teams in the NFL. Defensive, offensive. There's a small window in the NFL. And if you get a rid of a guy like Austin Eckler, it's really hard to replace. And you can't just say, all right, Isaiah Spiller, year two. Not going to happen. Right. Um, Especially with his skill set, right? It's not like he's just like a normal between the tackles runner. Like his skill set is very unique too. So it's like replacing a guy like Eckler is a lot harder than like here in the past. Like replacing Damon Harris is like, you can pull a few guys off the shelf and kind of get, you know, 75% of his production. X really not that kind of guy. He like, he just like, he brings a different dynamic to the game and defenses have to plan for him differently. I just think it's like a really, it's a bad year for these guys because they don't have a lot of leverage considering mm-hmm. the running back contracts that we're seeing right now that are coming out. Like it's yeah, they're very low, like six million is like top. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's crazy. And I think a lot of teams, I mean, they've Eckler has shown that he can stay healthy, but he is trending towards the older side. I think a lot of teams are just saying we're not paying anybody that's right. an older running back. And maybe the Chargers are going, well, we use a bridge year. Maybe it is Isaiah Spiller. Maybe we grab somebody in the draft. And then if we're really going to spend up on a running back, we'll go attack Saquon Barkley next year after he plays on the tag this season if New York doesn't get a long-term deal done or something, something like that. But, I mean, I think the two guys, though, that we brought up, Austin Eckler and Dalvin Cook, are kind of in different situations here it seems like dalvin cook just doesn't want to play in minnesota like he's getting paid a a fine salary i think he's north of you know he's in the low double digit millions all said and done you know salary and and bonus eckler i think has a little bit more of a case based on his production versus pay but dalvin cook just seems like he wants out i didn't i wasn't even aware that he was seeking a trade until scotty told me that yesterday then i dug into it a bit and i was like the hell is this guy doing yeah and they just resign Madison like right away. So right. that could be that that could be a sign that they think he is short money though. You know, Madison's on pretty small dollar values for what we thought that he could seven, get. Do one for seven. It's like almost yep. like it's almost like at we're getting close to the point where tight end is going to command more dollars than running back. It's like pretty well. You, we we just saw Robert Tony go for two for twelve. Right, RBs aren't even getting there. Yep. Right. Hayden Hurst three for twenty one and a half. So yeah, right. it's 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 seven it's plus. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. and Hayden like, Hurst is. I mean, he's good, but he's a middle of the road plus tight end. Uh, you know, back yep. end of the top ten. Yep. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. If you're paying tight ends considerably more than well, edging out running backs in some instances. The, the, one, the one big difference that I'll say for like these owners specifically is tight ends don't sell jerseys. Running backs do. You know, like running backs will put butts in the seats. Like running backs will sell you jerseys. Like we have to get those contracts up. They have to be higher paid than like they're like, and they are valuable to a football team. I just think that the the talent is just really, really high right now at the running back position. Yeah, it is. Like even last year, you saw Chase Evans two two for twelve, and that was like a very RB two on a team salary. And now that is what these starting RBs are getting. Like. Right, which we'll get to, but I, I was shocked when I saw those numbers coming. I'm like, that's it and for all, all these guys. That's fucking insane. I wonder if this also, like, one of the factors in this is the Z contract and like seeing like how poorly constructed that mm-hmm. Z contract was for the Cowboys to see if like teams are like, oof, like we don't want to be in that situation. We don't want to end up being the Rams because we paid a running back for four years, you know, like with mm-hmm. guaranteed money in all four years. Yeah, it's true. All right, moving on. Daz, you want to take this one? Yeah, sure. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> says he wants to play for the Jets on Pat McAfee's podcast. And I think that we can take that, I don't know, kind of at face value. It seems like he has it in his mind that he's essentially a New York jet already, whether it's official and processed by the league or not. Um, the Packers GM and coaches came out and they kind of echoed the same sentiment or sentiment seems like it's going to be Jordan love in green Bay. That's all great. Aaron Rodgers allegedly comes out with a list of players that he'd like to play with at wide receiver in New York, which includes Alan Lazard, who is now a New York jet uh, Randall Cobb, who is a thousand years old, Mercedes Lewis, who's 2,000 years old, <laughs> and uh, somebody else. Who cares? Doesn't matter. But doesn't matter. Yeah. He denies the list exists. He denies, he said, we're having a casual conversation. They may have asked who I wanted to play with. I might have said some guys on my team. It's not as formal as me demanding to play with these guys, whatever. But we've already seen him do this. So we saw him do it with Randall Cobb to bring him over from Houston to Green Bay. So we know Rogers is capable of it. Uh, I just think it's real interesting from a team composition standpoint, because if I'm a quarterback of an NFL franchise, I'd much rather play with Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, and even Corey, and Davis, Corey Davis to that I extent. I was gonna say yeah. <laughs> like who's a better wide receiver, Corey Davis or Alan Lazard? I don't think it's I don't think it's Lazard. I, I, I think it's Corey Davis and I don't think it's particularly close. I don't think it's close either. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like the thing Lazard... is, they're probably getting paid the same and they're probably gonna cut Corey Davis to save salary because yes. they can save a lot on it, which is hundred percent. We'll get to Lazar contract. I was shocked what he got. I I, I couldn't believe it, man. Absolutely ridiculous. I mean, good friend of the program, program Lazar. <laughs> I'm sorry, happy for him, and I do like him a lot, but he's not worth that. Yeah, um, and the, the those years, but yeah, it's a weird we'll situation. That. I mean, to to even consider replacing or taking reps and targets away from Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, who. The Jets just seem to hate, but I think it's a fine receiver. And then Corey Davis on top of it. Plus, the two tight ends that they signed last year, uh, Conklin and Uzoma, who are each making north of $30 million over three years. Tight ends, like, man. <laughs> those are some guys that you should probably be throwing the ball to and not bring yeah. in the likes of Mercedes Lewis, who, great blocker, honestly, probably the best blocking tight end in the he's, league. He's the he's... Udonis Haslam of the NFL. Like, dude, <laughs> don't play. Just it's a great, right. it's a great, it is. That's a great comp. But He's like, so and then Corey, I mean, Corey Davis and Alan Lazar, we talked about, why would you 
why would you spend that money when you have better guys? It doesn't. I don't get it. I don't understand. I'll I don't spend the money it. elsewhere too. So if they if they do like cut Corey Davis and then keep Lazard, I think the like they're they are kind of replacements on pushing to the outside, which would cook like kick Elijah Moore into the slot, which I think. Like Elijah Moore historically has been an outside wide receiver for the most part, but I think like if you can harness his ability in the slot, I think he will be a game wrecker in the slot. Like I a totally agree. dynamic slot wide receiver. Maybe it maybe it doesn't fit for him. I don't know, but I think like you could also you know mix it up and put Garrett Wilson in the slot because he's such like he's not the best route runner, but he's so agile that he can get open in short like yardage. So. I think like you need an Alan Lazard or Corey Davis. I'm just saying Corey Davis is better. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then so then you even bring Randall Cobb into the conversation. It's like, okay, so yeah, then yeah. you're gonna use Cobb instead of Garrett Wilson or Elijah Moore in the slot or outside? No. Well, Cobb fits nowhere. Dallas, they might need a gunner on punts, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they bring Cobb in to run gutter on punts. <laughs> if you put Cobb out to play gunner on punts, he is rolling his ankle in air quotes, for those of <laughs> you who can't see me, within the first game, and he's out for the season. I guarantee it. That's his best fit at this point in his career. That's all yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> uh, no, honestly, 100%, though. So, Corey Davis this year's last year in the contract, is making 11 mil, which is the same as... Same, right? Yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. So they literally brought him in to replace him. Also, if they needed a gunner or anybody on punts, they shouldn't have cut Braxton Perrius. That's all right. that guy was good for. Yeah, he, <laughs> he got six He's million last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> that that guy loves the AFC East because he joined the Dolphins. Well, but, um, all right. Uh, we'll get to some uh, free agents that have stayed put on their same teams. Um, do you want to take all like the linemen and stuff like that too? Yeah, let's do it. Why not? We'll just do All it right. quickly. No need to have a huge discussion about linemen, but the Arizona Cardinals retain Will Hernandez and Kelvin Beecham, two offensive linemen on decent deals, one for nine, two years, nine million, one for two years, five and I don't even, 5.15. I didn't realize this. Greg Dorch is staying in yeah, town. Yeah, baby. Uh, one year, one million. Uh, at first, I thought that said 11 million. I was like, wow, good for you, Greg Dorch. But no, <laughs> one year, one million. That makes a lot more sense. Uh, Arizona, if they are going to trade DeAndre Hopkins, uh, they need to figure out what they're going to do at the wide receiver position because they don't have anybody over six feet tall. They don't have anybody right. over five ten. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's a good point. And um, no, I mean Hopkins isn't like super tall either, but I mean they, six, just need six some, they need someone on the outside. Yeah. So that that's an interesting one um, for guys that stayed put. They have not brought anybody in simultaneously. I guess I don't want to get ahead of myself, but. They're a team that's in a lot of transition, and they're probably waiting for the chip to fall with DeAndre Hopkins to see what they get out of him to know what they're going to do. But yeah. they got to start doing something quickly because it's going to be April 27th before we know it. Yeah, that's a weird position. I mean, and they sign like these, they sign like the deals that they sign are just like bridge contracts to like keep the team afloat. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. it's like what's really weird is like, you know, like if you're, I guess like you still have to feel the team. You know, and that's feel like I feel like that's what the Cardinals have done this free agency is like we got to feel the team. Like bring some of these guys back because we can't yeah. just go out and sign twenty five guys to start the season. Yeah. They're looking up the rules. Like, is there a roster minimum? Right. Uh, do we well, have to show what is the what is the penalty for forfeiting? Do they kick us well, out of the league? Or? It's like the same thing in like Madden. It's like I want to sign the stud guy. I got him. 
I need to sign 20, 25 more guys with a $5 million salary right. cap. Yeah. Uh, Madden or like Saley, our dynasty league with the salary cap where I'm like, shit, I need I have one guys. Dollar like, minimum and, and, yeah, I have and my team dollars. sucks. <laughs> now I have to pay attention for the friggin' rest of the damn draft and try to skate a guy for a buck while you guys all up, uh, bid me up. Oh, Dazzling has $1 left. I guess I'll just get this guy for two. <laughs> I don't want him. I don't need him. But and I know Daz does. <laughs> trying to go it, to sleep. Yeah, it's, it's called playing defense. <laughs> uh, what else we got next team up Atlanta yep. Falcons Chris Lindstrom offensive lineman signs a monster deal five years 105 million I think like 60 million of it's guaranteed as well so uh, at least at least they're trying to do something in the running game trying to improve a, an area of weakness so good for them Caleb McGarry also offensive lineman three years 34 and a half million it's a good strategy from from the Falcons' perspective. The problem is they've overpaid bad linemen in the past, and hopefully this isn't a, uh, I don't know, continuance of the trend. Yeah, I, yeah. I hope not. Um, this was interesting, though, because McGarry, or McGarry, uh, we thought that he was going to go for kind of big money, and he kind of didn't. And, yeah. And sure. I think... Cause like I'm I'm adding right now Orlando Brown, but I think that it was like we thought that the agency dollars were going to be really high, but they end up being pretty small. Like for some of these players, like McGrady and Winston both were both like I mean they barely gave up sacks considering they didn't uh they didn't have to pass block, but still. Yeah, it's always interesting to know if he went for like a hometown discount type vibe or if it's just he went out and tested the market he wasn't getting the offers from somebody else and i don't think i'll ever know so i can't can't stay up at night about it but i'd love to get the inside scoop one of these days but i mean it's good for the falcons they bring back two core pieces of the offensive line that was unbelievable in the run game last year and they schemed it up so well like if you're a falcons fan or you know, fan of any team, like, you know that, like, if you build, you have to build through the trenches. We saw the Colts do this really well and be competitive. Like, um, they, I mean, they got to be, like, you got to be happy to bring back two very good offensive linemen to to your front five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Um, other offensive linemen, the Panthers bring back Bradley Bozeman. Um, I wouldn't say he was a top guy, but he had a fine season last year. Uh, definitely definitely a, not a role player he's a little bit better than that but he plugs a hole that's all you can ask for center is a difficult position to fill in the NFL as well so I think he's a former Raven as, so I'm going to go so, ahead and assume that he's nasty and one of the things about centers <laughs> that I feel like um, that goes a little underrated is like if you bring in a young quarterback there's like there's a couple things that you kind of need, right? You need a good offensive coordinator or quarterbacks coach to kind of help them through. But like once they're on the field, the center is also a captain is there to like the captain of the offensive line. Right. Like, so for half, half of the, half of the league, the center calls out the Mike linebacker, not even the quarterback, like, and that's came from college from a long time ago. Like, so a good center can certainly help uh, a, a young quarterback be able to understand and dissect the defense, especially seeing that center on the field and like understanding where your your Mike, your Sam, and your Willie linebackers are on the field at any given time. Yeah, I guess that's something that a lot of people probably don't even think about from the center perspective. Like some of the 
elite centers in the league, like Jason Kelsey and formerly like a Jeff, Jeff Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like they get, they get paid big bucks cause they do big work. Right. Yeah. And their, their film, like a lot of those guys are film grinders, you know, they understand like defensive lineman positions and then also slants and stuff and stunts. Like the centers have to be able to identify that pre-snap. Like yeah. center center is a really, really like if you have a strong, smart center, it can really help a young quarterback. And Panthers, I've never, you know, I've never played a snap on O line in my life, but I can only imagine that putting your head down and snapping a ball and then trying to snap up and figure out what you can do or what you have to do is a lot more difficult than standing up straight the whole time. Right. So. <laughs> All right. Do you uh, yeah, want to go through O line or just teams? You just do two whatever teams. you want. Whatever right. makes you happy. Oh, we skipped the Bills, but uh, Jordan Poyer staying there uh, oh, two years. Sure. Um, Poyer's so good, man. I would have loved him on. on the pats but yeah it might have been a little redundant with the what the safeties we have but i mean playing the bills twice a year we see poyer a decent amount because we're mm-hmm. fans um yeah he's just like an all-around really really good safety he can kind of do it all he can cover the deep half uh he can come up and stick a stick a run like i've always really liked poyer a lot i've also i've just really loved the the safeties that the bills have put out over yeah, the last like, say him and Hyde three. together yeah, yeah, just elite. Yeah, scary. All right, and the Bengals, uh, Jermaine Pratt staying there, uh, three years, twenty-one million bucks. Yeah, I expected to see him get paid a little bit more as one of the better cover linebackers in the league. He had a really good season last year too, but I think he came um, came into his own this season more than than he has in the past. So maybe he's like, I played out of my mind. Maybe don't get too greedy with the deal. But also, there's the run it back with Cincy type vibe. Right, sure the team friendly. You're going to make yeah. it far every single year. Yeah, the money these guys get paid to win a Super Bowl is yeah. huge. So if they can make it happen, that's a good spot to be. Yeah, I think uh, off off ball linebackers just get paid a little less in the linebacker field too. Um, him being, he plays more like a Willie linebacker, a weak side linebacker. But like, so does Rokon Smith, and he's really fucking good at it. So yeah, he got paid. He got yeah. paid, but he's a, he's just like a different level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he can play both sides too. I don't know if Pratt can. I, I haven't watched the Bengals enough to see him, him play that much. Uh, Browns haven't done anything, so we're moving on to the Cowboys, who brought back uh, Leighton Van Der Esch, middle linebacker for inside linebacker, whatever you want to call him. Two Love years it. of eleven million. It's a great deal. That's team friendly. Team it's... friendly. Yeah, it's like almost no guaranteed money. Um, yeah. It's yeah. So cheap. And like uh, from so like my my second favorite team has always been the Cowboys and I watch the Cowboys a lot and like the Cowboys defense over the last couple of years has been like a really aggressive style defense and what Wayne Banner Ash really brings is like he just cleans a lot of stuff up <laughs> like when the defensive line gets out of position Wayne Banner Ash is just kind of there to clean up like an outside run and like I think he's really really important to have that like Mike linebacker that can, you know, that's smart enough to kind of clean up some of that stuff, but just fast enough to maybe catch someone close to the outside, you know, he reminds me of like a, like a much more athletic, like Teddy Bruschi type, who just seems to be in the right spot all the time, all the time. Very smart, very high to football. Yeah. I think it's not necessarily the most athletic, but he's still there. Like he's definitely, he's definitely bigger. (laughs) Yeah. He's definitely bigger. He's a big boy. Yeah, I would not want to catch him thinking I thinking I had an open hole between the tackles, and then all of a sudden he's there. <laughs> I made like, it. Oh boy! <laughs> Fuck. 
Uh, and Tony Pollard got uh, tagged, of course. Uh, we talked about the last podcast, but bigger news, Zeke is cut. Um, yeah. Be very weird seeing him not a cowboy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if there's a situation where he gets cut and then like goes back on a cheap deal or something like that. I don't know if it even works out but mathematically. If I'm that's sure the case, plays, you just but... restructure the deal before that even happens. Yeah, I, who knows? But if he gets no offer somewhere else, and then he's yeah. like, "Hey guys, you actually just need me. I'll come play for you know one point three five mil." They're like, "Oh, come on back now." He's that's he's made, he's Jones made some thought. money. He's made some money. So yeah, <laughs> uh, the Broncos bring back Alex Singleton, linebacker, three years, eighteen mil. Yeah, another oh, off-ball great. linebacker. He's he's fine. Uh, you can take the Lions one because I'm going to say it wrong. So Alec Anzalone. I don't, I don't Anzalone. Know That's actually I was Anzalone. <laughs> I just yeah, Alex Anzalone, same thing. <laughs> uh, three years, eighteen point seven five million. He's just a good role player. He's the guy on the lines with the long, long, flowing blonde hair. You play for the um. Okay. Yep. Oh, that guy. Yeah, good-looking guy. He's a good-looking guy, but uh, yeah, he actually had a really good season with that rookie kid there that they featured in Hard Knocks, whose name I can't remember. Uh, had... No. the linebacker, not the uh, the D end. Oh, sorry. No, the Hispanic <laughs> kid. I can't remember. His, I can't remember his name. Um, he was like really short. Rodriguez, maybe I think his last name was Malcolm white. Rodriguez, Mister White Guy Linebacker Guy. Yeah, he had a mustache. Whatever, doesn't matter. They both had really good years. Glad to see Anzalone get paid. They're just trying to build more off the uh, on the defensive side as as uh you know Dan yeah, Campbell co- probably wants to do. Continuity is always good. We got a guy that can play a role, bring him back. Yeah, especially at what's that? Just over six a year, six yeah. and a quarter a year. Cool. That's no big deal. No big deal. Um, the Eagles they bring back Fletcher Cox at defensive tackle slash nose tackle, one year, ten million. Seems like he's just going to stay doing the one year deals until he calls it quits. Yeah. Uh, they also brought back James Bradbury. Cornerback three for thirty-eight. That's a lot of money for Bradbury three for thirty-eight. So, so I agree. I think bring back Bradbury is good for team continuity, but I don't love that contract. Like I just think, like I just think that you could maybe like looking at the the corners are coming out of the draft too. Like the Eagles just might have been better on taking a day two guy for less money. Like we saw the Chiefs do this last year. You know, it's like scheme. Yeah, well, they they played I think three rookies in their secondary by the end of the season to win the Super Bowl. It's like, like I don't know if Bradbury would ever live up to a three thirty eight contract. Like, I mean, he's he's already aged. He's already aged twenty nine. He'll be thirty by the start of next season. So you're paying thirty, thirty one, thirty two on that contract. It's not great for they uh, may panic too because they've lost so many players already. They may just panic and say, "Shit, we got to keep like." Some of these guys. Well, it's just between they, him and Darius Slay. Now you're tying up fifty million dollars. Uh, <laughs> right, it's a lot. So, um, yeah, it'd be, I, I think you made a great point. I think if they had, I mean, they have the tenth pick in the draft. They're well within the range to just take a cornerback with that pick. Yeah, right. uh, there's no reason you couldn't kind of reach on a guy. I don't know if there's a lot of those studs out there. Um, I think Christian Gonzalez is in that conversation. Right. The Oregon um, guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Or Devin yeah. Witherspoon. There's, right. I mean, there's a few. Joey Porter Jr. But like, if there was the Sauce Gardener of this year, yeah, sure, people would be happy. But right. there, is, there isn't that guy out there. I don't, I don't think I haven't heard. There, there isn't. Not, not like a A plus type of recruit at right. or a rookie uh, at corner. Like there has been really for like the last three years. Yeah. Um, and then. They, you had like Kelly Ringo, who was supposed to be nasty and is the fastest man on the planet, 
but then people say you you watch this tape and he looks lost on the field you go great you know don't even know what to do anymore so um yeah just an interesting contract but uh i'm I'm just as interested by the fletcher cox ones to be honest with you because they have jordan davis i'm kind of curious if it means that jordan davis is slower in his recovery than they thought he'd be and he's kind of you know, Fletcher Cox is like, oh, I'll stick around for another year just in case you need me. I'm yeah. reading too much into it. It's hard to well, say. Well, I think I think like those interior defensive linemen too, you can't have enough of them in rotation. But also like for the Eagles coming off a Super Bowl run, like and Fletcher Cox was on both Super Bowl teams, like like he might just be like a locker room guy that's invaluable to the team. So like five million of that ten million dollar contract is into team building. Yeah. You know? That's true. I also really thought the Eagles would be uh, eyeballing Jalen Carter. So yeah. maybe that's not true anymore, or maybe it is. Maybe they'll well, roll three of these guys. Who cares? Really, like he could really drop to him at the drop to them at this point. Like it's yeah. looking like he's going to maybe like, really fall down boards. Yep. Uh, Texans, nothing yet. Uh, Dolphins, three running backs kept Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, and Miles Gaskin. Uh, more importantly, Mostert and Wilson both on one-year deals. Mostert five point six million, Wilson eight point two million. I think that's keeping both those guys was great. Uh, they both did very well last year. Two San Fran guys, you know. I think I'd be pissed if I was Mostert and Wilson got eight point two. I bet you couldn't just give us both seven. Like you guys yeah. are dicks. <laughs> 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 but whatever. Maybe they're buddies yeah, and they laugh about it. Better agent though. Yeah, that's true. Better agent. Or, you know, Raheem Oster just goes, all right, Jeff, you're paying for dinner from now on for the running back room. Mm-hmm. It's on you. But, uh, yeah, no, I think it's a good move. They both played well. Like Derek said a bunch of times, continuity is important. Um, if you bring in another running back, you can easily do this. It doesn't matter. These aren't prohibitive deals for the future. You can figure it out down the road. You can draft a rookie even if you wanted to, if it falls to you in the right spot. And you get plenty of options with a one-year deal at, you know, kind of small money. Yeah, yeah, it's small money. It's, they should have just gone out and got a better running back. But I what I think I love both these guys' talents, but we just have never seen either of these guys really. Play. I mean, it's funny. Like eight point two million is a lot of money now for a running back. I, actually, eight point two is it's a lot. Good. I mean, it's only w- one year, and who knows what the yeah. guarantee is? Like more than what Monty got, right? And Miles Sanders and Jamal Williams, like Jamal, they, yeah, Jamal Williams, Alexander Madison, yeah. It, it's and even five point six, like it's not a bad number for Barbie. Right. Yeah. I just look at it as the Dolphins, like we get the money this year, burn it, whatever. It's one year. We'll figure it out again next year if they're still healthy. Yep. That, that's a fair point too. Yeah. Uh, Colts, nothing yet. Jaguars, uh, Evan Ingram got franchise tag. We talked about that before. Uh, Roy Robertson Harris, the D lineman, three years, 30 million bucks. I got nothing on him. No, not interested. He's like a 70 overall in Madden, so keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> I only know that he's on my team. The computer drafted him. Uh, Raiders keeping um, Jerry Tillery, the, the D-tackle, two years, $8 million. Uh, Jacobs, of course, got franchise tags. And the biggest news out of the Raiders is uh, Amir Abdullah is staying. Uh, $1.75 bucks. Oh, I so, missed that one. Great. Oh, well, yeah. I, that's, I did, too, until I was going through something. Like, oh, I'll, I'll fucking toss it in there. Who, who cares? So since the franchise tags like of Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley, like we've had these signings with these running backs, like there's no chance that 
either of those guys end up signing a long-term deal this year. What is it? They, 10, it's like 10.2 yeah, or something like that million. They, yeah. 10 or 11 million. Yeah, they're, so, they're 4 million bucks more than the average for a lead back, like a Sanders or Montgomery. This, right. This year. And, There's, yeah. Like they have nothing to hold out. It's like, listen, the market is not the same anymore. Like no one's right. getting those deals anymore. They like Saquon was like, like reported who was looking like he won 16 million a year. He'll be lucky to get 11 for a yep. long-term deal. Yep. Like, like, so both those guys probably will happily play out the franchise tag. And I don't think you have to worry about in redraft that like, for some reason they could hold out for a week or two. It's just not going to happen this year. Yep. I do agree. Uh, chargers, nothing uh, to note there. Ravens, I tossed in Lamar Jackson. He got tagged, but we know he's not going to play on the tag. I haven't heard anything. I know uh, Wednesday at 4 p.m., teams are able to talk to him. It's been a little over 24 hours now, and nothing on Twitter or anything. It's been very, very quiet. Very quiet. So we will uh, tune you back with that next week if there's something that's going to happen. As of now, nothing. Rams, nothing. I forgot the Rams were even a team. They've done, like, there's been no <laughs> chatter that they're doing anything. I, I think there's a guy, we'll just l- 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 let it slide. Who's ever there come July, we'll just sign. Who cares? The, the <laughs> one thing that we've heard out of the Rams is that they actually were shopping the Stafford deal, which blew my mind. Like, they, like, they're in such dire straits. Like, they, the Piper came. <laughs> Like, yeah, you know. Yeah, but hey, they they want to ring, and sometimes they looking back ring. ten years from from now, it's, it's it's the same thing with the Bucks. They're gonna suck this year, but you got one ring, and some teams would do some dirty things to to <laughs> to get that. So, dude, if I was Cooper Cup, I would be like, trade me right now. Get me the get fuck me out. out of get me the fuck out of here while I have like two or three years maybe of relevance left in this league. Like, do not let me die here. But... Don't do it. Yeah, go someplace else, get a ring. Right. Go to the Chiefs. Uh, Alexander Madison. Uh, oh, the Vikings. Madison stays one year, seven million bucks, we said before. Josh Oliver, the tight end, three years, 21 million bucks. Uh, goodbye, Irv Smith Jr. Uh, Garrett Bradbury, the center, three years, 15.75 mil. And Greg Joseph staying there for uh, another year for two million bucks. The Vikings... Paying Josh Oliver three for twenty one is stupidest I think, thing ever. I I think it might be arguably the worst contract in free agency to like right this I year. I forgot he was there because he was kind of tossed around since his <laughs> literally season. Um, That's Hayden Hurst money. Hayden Hurst is starting tight end. Josh Oliver is a second to third string, depending <laughs> on what happens with their yeah. Hayden Hurst also can run around and catch a ball. I don't know if Josh Oliver <laughs> But Derek, he's he's athletic. He's like an OJ Howard. It, it didn't work out. Okay. Just move Unbelievable. Yeah, three, Continue not catching balls in the OJ Howard. Three for twenty one, like it, it's just insane to me. You have Hayden Hurst. Why do you need to pay your backup tight end? Probably he's top twelve pay tight end in the league now. Yeah. If, if by, I had to guess. By Hayden Hurst, Scott Ben. TJ Hawkinson, but yes. What? Oh, did I say? Oh, yeah. 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 Hawk, yeah. Gotcha. Sorry. You're good. Yeah, You're Hawkinson. good. Thank you. Uh, the Pats kept Jonathan Jones two years, 21, uh, 20 m- m- million bucks. I think that's a pretty good deal. Awesome deal. 
I love Great it. deal. I was uh, so worried they were going to overpay him or he was going to hold out for a huge long-term massive deal. This is perfect. Same. Perfect. Yeah. Yep. It happened pretty fast. I, I think that was Dude, day one. Jonathan Jones would have gone to another team and sucked balls. Like, <laughs> it just would have happened. Mm-hmm. It's just like they, he's the, like, I bet the Pats, like, what do we went into that contract negotiation was like, remember JC Jackson? Yeah, you should sign here, man. <laughs> it's so true. It's Jackson so was true. So, wasn't he like the worst on the worst cornerback in PFF? Rated. One, one of the and worst. Then, yeah, then yeah, he's covered. like, oh, well, it sucked that he got hurt. I'm like, honestly, him going out for the season was probably the best case for the team because he didn't have to force to, to play. He, he was benched before he got hurt. Hey, um, Mal- money. Malcolm Butler faced kind of similar treatment down in Tennessee. Like, it's not, there is a list of cornerbacks that have failed outside the bat system. So, like, not Ellis saying Hobbs. that, like, yeah, Ellis Hobbs is a good one too. Like, Asante Samuel was the one that was able to leave and kind of still be really good. But Asante mm-hmm. Samuel was like a all pro it's style. A, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was like really, really good. Yep. Uh, Saints, Juwan Johnson, uh, staying there two years, 12 million bucks. Good football player, like mm-hmm. him. Yep. Uh, Winston staying as a backup there, uh, one year for eight million bucks. Which yeah, that's fine. Mo- mo- moving on, uh, Giants. We talked about this, I think, last podcast because it happened during the tag window, but Barkley got tagged. Daniel Jones got paid four years, one hundred sixty million bucks. Um, and today they kept Darius Slayton two two years, twelve million bucks. It's crazy they were going to cut Darius Slayton at the beginning of last year to save like seven hundred thousand. Right. <laughs> It'll give you six a year now. It's cool. He was good. I like. I mean, if you watch the Giants play, Darius Slayton was like clearly, in my opinion, their best wide receiver. Like he was like a like a competent <laughs> route runner, mm-hmm. a contested catch guy. Like I like Darius Lee. And I think he could be a pretty decent sleeper in, in redraft this year, like late rounds. Eight, yeah. I think, just, they I think they just asked too much of him to be the number one alpha leader of the offense at wide receiver kind of guy. If you let him be a true two, he probably thrives in that sort mm-hmm. of role. Yep. All right, Jets, nothing yet. Steelers, Patrick P- Peterson. I'm pretty sure this is accurate, but he uh he signed there, I think, on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, did sign there. Two year deal, I think. Mm-hmm. Pat Patrick Peterson, Hall of Fame. Uh he He's... won a Super Bowl with Arizona or with uh somebody. Arizona didn't win it. Yeah. No, Arizona. Oh, he didn't, didn't he win went it. to one, didn't win it. I don't yeah, he went to one, didn't win one. I think yeah. probably three or four all pros. Yeah, he's probably up there. I mean, his stats are great. He had a lot of picks. Um, he was, I don't know he was he the best shut. Yeah, he was the best shutdown corner in the league for a four or five year stretch, which I think is Hall of Fame. Says bound, enough. But, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And like his ability to stay on the field at corner and not move to safety says a lot too. Yeah. McCordy. Yeah. Well, McCordy played one year at corner. Still, though, he couldn't hit him, man. I was thinking thinking more Charles Woodson, but McCourty's a good one. Uh, Yeah, I think think Pat Peterson is a legit Hall of Fame bid. Yeah, I think he does, too. All right, Uh, uh, the Niners, not much. Seahawks, Geno Smith, three years, 105. I think we talked about that last podcast. Um, Oh, and to add, Drew Locke got signed 
Oh, huge. Hours ago. Like, well, to who? Seattle. I think it was camp okay. battle. Camp battle. Year <laughs> two. Run it back. Run it back, baby. Ball uh, back. Do, Let's go. I hope they do hard knocks for the Seahawks so we can see Drew Hawks, dumbass. Yeah. I mean, I think it does show it's like people were probably thinking, like, oh, does Seattle like take a guy and like, the second, third round, I sit behind Gino and they're bringing a Drew Lock. I think case is closed. Yeah, I think I they say, might just be going three years at Gino. We get three more years to figure out if there's a better quarterback in this class that, you know, maybe we'll be up there one time and grab the top guy. But mm-hmm. why take a f- the the fifth, sixth, seventh guy off the board in this class? Screw it. Well, they Bennett. did do it with Russ Wilson and it worked out. I would say, Seattle, if you like someone day two, fucking take them. Gino's like, um, got a shelf life, man. <laughs> yeah, like a Stetson Bennett. Right. Something like that, yep. you know. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. So, I mean, yeah, there's no harm in doing it, especially if you look at your team. You're like, I'm cool with every other position. I think they're pretty happy with their defensive backs, their linebackers, their front, their front seven's probably pretty tight. O line always needs work in Seattle. Uh, receivers, right. running back, and quarterback are good. So they got maybe, two tackles last year. Yeah. Um, but like we, so now as Pats fans, we've been in the quarterback kind of market for what like four years now. I'm on the side of draft a quarterback every goddamn year because this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, just see if one sticks. One's got to stick. Just do it. Fourth round pick, throw it at a quarterback. Let's see yep. what happens. Like, hey, you did you did it with Brady, you fucking assholes. Yeah, <laughs> so cut, you just cut, try it again. Cut him in camp if you have to. Just yep. draft him. Um, in Saturday news, Brian Horry was cut today. I'm sure he'll, he'll be back there t- tomorrow. Yeah, maybe um, with a clipboard and in the yeah. jacket. Yeah, best job ever. He paid two two million bucks a year for the last like eight to do nothing. Uh, Bucks, Titans, Commanders haven't done anything to note. 